You're listening to Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Deb Colometta. I hope you'll go to my website, thedebsite.com, to get your free downloadable guide. I don't love decluttering. I love the feeling I get after I've decluttered a space, after I've repurposed items that I forgot that I had, after I've given those items away in the community or maybe sold them at a bargain price for them, made a little cash for myself. That's what I enjoy and that's what I focus on. There are certain categories of things where I love to get rid of them right away, I recognize that they really are trashy. I don't want to hang on to them for longer than needed. Things that could be recycled, that sort of thing. I do try to get that out of my space. Schoolwork, you know, if it doesn't have a lot of cute pictures on it with my kids, they just get so many papers home. It's easy for me to get good at throwing that stuff away. And better yet, get your kids to toss it for themselves. I guess I would call myself a cafeteria minimalist. Now, that's a term like... Uh, Sometimes they call it a cafeteria Catholic, where you cherry pick certain ideas in your religion to follow, but you don't follow the whole nine yards of everything that your religion dictates or states. I do appreciate certain elements of minimalism, but I am not a minimalist by any stretch. In fact, I'm calling it out. I'm saying that minimalism can be another form of mom shaming. And I categorically reject that. I don't think that somebody who lives in a different part of the country than the Northeast, where the real estate is insanely high and the square footage is ridiculously low, (laughs) I don't think a person trying to make that work should feel bad about not having the excess storage base that somebody with a giant house elsewhere in the country has. I don't, you know, I saw somebody recently online talking about how they store their appliances in the cabinets um, underneath their kitchen sink or the, you know, in the kitchen cabinets. I only have a couple of cabinets. I need those for dishes and food and other supplies that we need. I'm not going to throw away my toaster because we only use the toaster, you know, every couple of weeks. We do use it. So where am I going to put it? It's tucked away in in a sense, but I'm not going to get rid of it. A lot of minimalists would say, well, you don't use it every day. Get rid of it. Um, I, I don't think that's a savings. You know, I want options. I want to be able to make toast with my kids. And if I have to go out and repurchase something, or if I'm pretty confident that I could use it in the future really confident, actually, then why not find a place to store it? Now, when your storage areas start to get too crowded, that makes your living space get too crowded. So I'm more concerned about making sure that my storage areas are thinned out and that they are regularly decluttered. And that gives my living area breathing space. That's very important to me. But as far as watching people online and seeing that they have nothing on the counters and nothing in their big closets, I think they have an unfair advantage. I'm not going to apologize for any extra items that you see in my home. Everything has a function. I like using everything that you see. We use it on a regular rotation, on a regular basis, and I'm not going to stress about it. I do the best that I can. So don't let a minimalist mom shame you 
into throwing away things that you need or just feeling bad about your space in general. It's like this unattainable goal in some ways. It's not counterproductive at all to my teachings in my book, Best Offer, Best Life. We got rid of about half of our household stuff. It truly was excess. But minimalists almost want you to get down to like getting rid of 80 to 90% of your stuff. And with kids, it's just not realistic. Even Marie Kondo recently said uh, she's got three kids now and she's loosened the reins a little bit. I could have said that three years ago when she came out with her program. I thought, well, it's easy for you. You don't have kids. You don't have the, the extra toys and all that. I don't get only having one pair of shoes. I like to have a little bit of variety. I think it makes life more interesting. The problem is when you have too many items to fit your space. So it's about striking that balance. But with minimalists, they're doing the opposite. I mean, we have two sides of the spectrum. We have on one side, we have hoarders, people who are holding on to things for way too long, putting too much importance on their stuff. And then we have minimalists on the other side of the spectrum who are obsessive about giving away things or clearing out their space. And that's also putting too much importance on your stuff. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere in the middle where I say I'm realistic. I don't want to have one set of sheets per bed. I want to have at least two. Anybody ever go through a stomach sickness in their house? You need a backup pair of sheets. And I think in those moments, what are you really saving if you're like, oh my God, I don't have another pair of sheets to throw on the bed. That's actually living in a way that's not comfortable for me. Yeah, some things you do have to have just in case. Would I like to get by with just one set of sheets per bed? Sure I would. I would have more room in my linen closet. But I don't think an extra set of sheets is unrealistic. So we have to do a little bit beyond our comfort level, but not to a point where we're trash-talking ourselves uh, in the process. Thanks for listening to this episode of Little Debbie, a bite-sized version of the longer podcast, Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. You can reach me on Instagram and Facebook at Deb Colometta, or go to my website, thedebsite.com. Get your free downloadable guide today.